This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side of the microphone. And Evan, we're going to talk about the MSU spring game, which was last Saturday. Too bad it's not going to be this Saturday because weather's going to be gorgeous. But last Saturday, amongst the probably 40 to 45 degree weather, it felt like an October, November game. The sun was out, and it just felt like football. And they did not have a spring game. They had a spring practice only because they had seven offensive linemen who could actually go through drills. And that in and of itself, it causes a little apprehension when I go to grade and look at how things went because I was re-watching the game last night, looking at the stuff that you guys saw on TV. And one of the plays that – that one of the bigger plays that happened, I, I just realized last night the TV did not show it. But I'll get into that a little bit later. But it was very difficult to really kind of tell what Michigan State's going to be because they didn't have their starting offensive line. And they have the uh, grad transfer center coming in uh, from, I think, Washington State. So he won't get here until the summer. But that is one of the bigger concerns of the year was the offensive line. Now, Kenneth Walker. Did a lot of phenomenal stuff. He was he was at the spring practice, by the way. He did a lot. He covered up. A, you might as well have called it, and I understand why they, they called him deodorant because he covered up a lot of the funk that that <laughs> offensive line had that you just didn't see because Walker was Barry Sanders-like and just the spin and whatever. But in certain games where you needed him to get, so like the Indiana game and uh, the Nebraska game, there were two games that, and ironically enough, it, there were two teams that had very athletic linebackers. And they were able to stuff the run and stop Walker. And if you think, go back and flash back in the Indiana and Nebraska game, probably Walker's two worst games that he had. Now, I'm not calling Ohio State because they were out of the game so quickly you couldn't use him and he was injured. But Indiana and Nebraska had speedy linebackers. The offensive line could not block them. They filled the gaps, and they stopped the run game. I got to wait and see for the summer, so I, I got to give the offensive line an incomplete. Now, conversely, I'm looking at the defensive line. The defensive line looked really good in spring practice. I don't know if it's because they're really good or because it was the offensive line that Michigan State had. But a lot of the newcomers really showed you they could be – they're an upgrade. They're an upgrade from what they had, plus they got some young guys coming in 
and Derek Harmon on the defensive line. Uh, the uh, Alex Van Summeren, the uh, the younger brother of Ben Van Summeren, he's on that line. You know, you, you got uh, the kid Chris, that transferred in from Florida. Uh, Chris, yeah, Chris Boggle. He coming off the edge. I was really impressed in watching him. He, just the speed and the quickness that you did not have. Uh, um, uh, what's your, number twenty six? The former running back, uh, Brandon. Oh, I want to say Brandon Randall. But I'll find it for you. But he was him coming off. He flying around still. Yeah, he's still flying around. And and then you got the linebackers and and Wyndham and Brule. Brule just kind of shot the gap on a play, and it was. I, I'm. It's the speed that you need. Brandon Wright. Oh, Brandon Wright. Brandon Wright. So it's the speed that you need, and, and you're watching these guys, and and it was very impressive because the defense. It, it, once again, it was hard to judge the defense, but I came away with the impression defensively as a whole that kind of how I felt last summer when I was watching Kenneth Walker and saying, this guy just seems like he's a little special. Mm-hmm. Like he he's going to be something. Now, I didn't know it was going to be Doak Walker Award, something, leading the nation type of rushing thing, something, but you could tell the difference. And looking at the defense – it's really hard to go down from where they were, especially in the secondary, and I'll get to secondary in a minute. But they're able to get the pass rush because the biggest thing, I, I tell people all the time, the biggest thing about Michigan State's defense, it wasn't the first and second down. It was third down and fourth down. They couldn't get off the field. This, you know, they would pick on guys like the Cal Hallidays and run a tight end and buy him, and the tight end would pick up the yards. And... You know, you, you needed some faster guys. You needed some more athletic guys back there and let Cal Halliday come in on, you know, first and second down, and then you could swap out and bring in some more speed on third down or fourth down type of situation. It looks like they have that now. They got some depth in the line from, you know, just the guys they had last year and and, and, and Simeon Burrow, big number eight. He's going to be the big run stopper. Stopper. They got Maverick. They they got a lot of guys there. Mallory, now coming off the edge. You know, Tank Brown. Can you keep him healthy? He was the guy that transferred in from Minnesota last year. So I was very impressed. But the most impressive piece of the defense was Amir Speed. He is the difference maker of all the guys that I talked about. Amir Speed is going to be a problem. The only thing you got to keep him healthy. He right. comes in with the pedigree. He comes in with the size. When I first saw him at Pro Day, I was like, hey, is Speed here? And they pointed. I thought he was like some young father. Like, he looks <laughs> he looks grown. He's a grown man. He's a legit 6'3", NFL body. And the play that nobody saw on TV, it looked just so innocuous. It was, it was um, Thorne rolled out. They were doing, a, I think, a 707 ones versus one drills. And he rolls out, and it just looks like a busted play. He throws the ball out of bounds, and you're like, oh, well, why did he just throw the ball out of bounds? And you're thinking, oh, that was a smart play. No. What happened was the cameras didn't show you was that he was going to his safety blanket. He was going to Jaden Reed, but Speed was on him. And Speed caught Reed. I mean, he was riding him the whole time, and he caught Reed leaning and just kind of forced him to the ground. It wasn't pass interference. But it was a very savvy mood move that just took him out of the play. 
So when Thorne went to throw the ball, if you go back and rewatch it, you'll see out of the frame, he all of a sudden gets up off the ground. That's Jaden Reed. But so afterwards, I asked in the uh, post-game press conference, it was Reed and Thorne. I know I was going to ask him about their high school. They went to high school together? Yeah, they did. Wow. Wow. But I'm like, so, you know, both you guys can answer this. What's it like practicing up against Amir Speed? And they, and they said, you know, he comes in, he's got the championship pedigree. Reed spoke first and said, I mean, this guy's making me better because every day I have to go up against him in practice. He's an NFL corner and I have to do different things than I did last year in order to get open. I got to learn how to – he's got the size. He's got everything that the NFL has. And if I can't beat this guy, then, you know, kind of one of those, I really need to step my game up. And then Peyton Thorne chimes in, and he's saying the same thing. Like, he's going to be a problem to people because he was like, just in practice, if when he's playing press coverage, you seriously start looking at your other options. If he's lined up against, you know, Reed, Reed's not going to be my option on this play. Right. I got to go to the other side of the field. And he also says he's good at baiting you into thinking he's not going to be there or not going to be in the spot and then doubling back and, and just picking it off and being right there. So you could just kind of see. I mean, if he stays healthy, the secondary, I think, is nowhere near 130th of where they were last year. I think they'll get off the field. I mean, if they were able to get off the field against um, Purdue, you know, they get a share of the Big Ten title. Yep. And change, you know, Ohio State goes to the title game instead of Michigan. And, you know, it's one of those you don't know. But the Purdue game, they could not get off the field. They scored a ton of points. They scored enough points to win oh, a game. Yeah. They just couldn't stop Purdue. And couldn't stop Aiden O'Connell, who went from being a nobody to throwing for damn near 500 yards yeah, he in the game. Drew Brees all of a sudden, but it, it's funny that you brought up speed, and that was after talking about Kenneth Walker and everything that was seen from him in the spring game and coming up and everything. And and you talked about it, but I felt like that's what I was seeing was speed on social media from, like you said, the players talking about him, from the media members talking about him that you just see him and it's a different kind of player. It is. And, and those are exciting things to hear. And it's also very exciting to hear because it's another transfer portal kid. So if Mel Tucker can prove year after year, even if it's just one kid that really turns it up that comes from another Power 5 school. Yeah. And and it, it just bothers me, man, because, you know, you hear this stupid narrative, well, you know, he's using the portal, and it's like okay. the portal's a bad thing. The portal's not a bad thing. The lack of using a portal is the bad thing. Well, you're not taking the time to develop the kids. Here's the dirty little secret of college football, okay, or college sports in general. Not everybody's going to stick with the team. You talk about these kids and they're getting recruited like they're going to be Jesus, and then they get to the program and they're not that good, and now they have an option to go someplace else. The thing is, can you find talent? Now, the portal gives you a chance to find immediate talent. You yes. still are developing guys. You're still developing these guys that are coming in even. Right, but now you got a mere speed, a guy who won a national title, and your young guys can sit there and look and say, okay, I can learn from this guy. But people kill me with that. Well, Tucker just used the portal, and he doesn't care about high school kids. Yeah, enter Chuck Brantley. True freshman last year, had one of the biggest interceptions in against Michigan 
that he baited uh, 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 McNamara into throwing. True freshman. So don't give me the whole, well, he can't develop his own guys because he is. But when you can have the best of both worlds, why wouldn't you do well, that? Well, and also, let's be honest, in Mel Tucker's world, all these kids are transfer kids to him. Right. They aren't his guys. Right. You know, the first couple of years, those are his guys that came in. Right. And like you said, And Brandy, then here's the thing. The guys that came in, he literally recruited them recruited them without them ever coming on campus. He called them his Zoom babies. Kenneth Walker said he had never even walked on campus until he got here. So a lot of the guys are getting here and saying, well, you know what, maybe it's not for me. But, yeah, he went into the portal, and he's upgraded that defense and bringing in speed and bringing in Brule and bringing in Wyndham and bringing in Boggle. Big-time pickups. Yes. But I you, mean, need, you need these kind of things. Right. And and guess what? If you can't get it done with what's on your team or what's coming in, and you're being proactive in this day and age of college football, well, good for you. And if you're not, shame on you. Yeah, and he was able to actually go back into the portal and get my Gaiote to come back, the linebacker number 10. Yeah, it's almost like these kids are going in the portal just to get re-recruited by him. Right. You know, Ben Van Summer, it looks like he's going to have a place on the team, you know, providing the depth on the team. And, and you know, Cal Halliday, another guy last year, freshman. You so Do you know he doesn't wear gloves when he plays football? No. That's <laughs> going to be another You did see story. that that was talked about at yeah, the spring game. Yeah, that's just laziness. Just but, an all-natural football player. But it just oh amazes God. me when I hear that, oh, well, because he's going – people treat the portal like it's a bad thing. And it's like, guys, it's, it's not a bad thing. And, and I'm, I'm going to assume that some of the fan base is the same fan base that had a transfer quarterback for how many years? Yeah. They always got to transfer a quarterback. Just saying, but, just yeah, saying. you go to – well, it's because you can't do it because – or maybe they're, you know. No, they're... the reason why is because let's just let's just call it out. Michigan values their education so much that they think that a humanities class at some other university is not as good as their humanities. Right. So therefore, they won't accept your credits. And they want you to retake that class. Right. And a lot of kids are like, I'm not retaking this class. Right. Where other schools are saying, okay, well, you know what? That's very similar to what we have. I'll give you credit for that. They don't want to water down the Michigan degree. And it's like, guys. Newsflash, the Michigan degree and what 75 to 80% of your football team's degree is going to be is totally different. And also, it's general studies. Let's be honest, too. They're not getting hired because of what's on that degree. No. They're getting hired because, guess what? I played football for four years. I'm a great team player. And you know what? 99% of companies will look at that and say, you know what? That is a guy I want working for me. Yeah. So. Uh, but back to the spring practice uh, on the offensive side of the ball. More transfers, by the way. More transfers. Uh, Jalen Berger, he's the starting running back as of now. Because there's another one coming in this summer, right? Broussard. Broussard, yeah. Berger, I think, is, is probably going to keep it because he got there early enough. Whereas, it's, you got to remember, like last year when the defense – they got there in the summer, and they were learning on the fly. Yeah. So they made a lot of mistakes. Well, Broussard is probably going to be good, good all-purpose back, but Berger was smart enough to kind of pull, you know, what a Kenneth Walker did and get to the spring practice, get those extra practices, learn the system. I think he is the guy. I Now, Davion Prim did look good. I, I, You know, he was a guy that I thought was going to hit the portal. He came from Oak Park. It was it really wasn't nothing special about him at Oak Park, but maybe I think he may just be a late developing kid where they're seriously going to put him in the mix. Now, I do expect a couple of running backs 
Eaglin has already uh, hit the transfer portal. I expect probably a couple more backs to hit the portal. I mean, it's impressive, and and I've said it about Michigan, the fact that McNamara and J.J. are still there as this moment and that one of them haven't gone away. But, like, players like Elijah Collins, that the fact that he's there, he's the first one to tap the starting running back on the helmet when they make a big play. Um, you talk about Jordan Simmons, another guy that, what, he's going to be a junior now this year? Yeah. Where it's like your role is also going to be limited because besides those two transfers coming in, you know, Harold Joyner is still there, who's a nice back to catch passes. See, out I, and I, I look I look for Joyner to play the role of Connor Haywood. And, and very much so because, you know, what, he, and he's bigger than Connor when it, you talk about height. Well, I think that if, if you use him correctly, you, you may be able to get like a Debo Samuel type of thing out of him where you could move him around, you could find a mismatch, you can get him going up against a, a slower linebacker or safety or short safety, and you could use him to your advantage on the jet sweep or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Kind of, He's a more athletic and bigger version of Connor Haywood. And they showed me last year that Haywood – now, Haywood got a lot of those extra yards by knocking people over. Yeah. But I think in Joyner, y- you could find a spot for him. But, yeah, running back-wise, Berger – I don't think the running game is going to be a problem. A lot of people said, oh, my goodness, you know, there's no Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker last year reminded me of the year that uh, Antonio had Javon Ringer, and Ringer ran the ball about 85 to 90% of the time. Yeah, then Colker took all of his touchdowns. I think that <laughs> with this, no, this was uh, this was just the year it was just Ringer. Okay. And Colker wasn't even here. Okay. But I think this year's team is going to remind you a lot of when they had – Edwin Baker, Larry Caper, and uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yep. And they rotated those three guys in. And depending on the type of game, depending on the type of game position, depending on the distance and down, you you played all three guys. And if one guy was hot, you rolled that guy for the rest of the game. I think you're going to see a lot of that this year with Michigan State where they're going to tr- – I think instead of finding the guy, the goal is to find the three guys and use those three guys. So now – you got depth. If somebody gets tweaked, injured, whatever, you don't have to stick them out there. Yeah, you if Kenneth Walker, when Kenneth Walker wasn't in the game, you saw a major drop off. Major, you're right. And you, and you saw like, oh my God, you know, Ohio State was he wasn't the same. Now, granted, if they had another back, that wasn't going to help them against Ohio State. But no, or you, you know what? Better, better example: the bowl game, playing Pittsburgh. Yeah. Walker wasn't playing in the game. Offense struggled. They just couldn't do the things that they could do with Walker. I think now, a year under the system, looking at what Peyton Thorne has, I think they'll be able to move the ball. And you got to uh, hope that he makes a big progression too. Yeah, you know, coming into his own and being able to make plays more so than take a sack or throw it away. Or I think for 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 Peyton Thorne, it's can you find other guys other than Reed? Yes, <clears throat> and honestly. I, I would even if if I was Mel Tucker, I would maybe have a week this summer where I I won't even let Reed practice with the ones. I'm gonna force you for a week. You got to find somebody else. You got to throw the ball because God forbid Reed goes down. He's we all know he's your security blanket, and a lot of throws Reed made were not good throws that he should not have thrown the ball to. But Reed went up and made a play out oh, of fourth absolutely. down and kept the chains going. But I, I did. I saw Thorne, and Thorne looked like he. Thorne has separated himself so much that there's. A, it's kind of like Walker that there's a difference between him and his backups. Now, 
who his backup is going to be, looking at the spring practice. They really tried to, you know, show Noah Kim number 14. Quite a bit. Kim missed on a lot of throws. He 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 had a big throw uh, that he hit Reed down the field. But, man, he missed a lot of open guys. Hamp Fay number five, I think those two are going to battle it out to be the backup QB. And is he the f- – no, he's red, the freshman. Right, so Hamp Fay's the red shirt too. freshman. He's the big guy. He's 6'5 from Texas. I, Faye completed the passes, but he he dinked and dunked a lot. He he didn't really crank up and throw that ball deep. But you know, if you're the backup QB, you got to keep the chains moving. Yep, and exactly. take what's given to you. Kim Kim wasn't able to do that. I saw he took a lot of shots too. Yeah, whereas Faye, you know, a little bit more mobile. Faye is right now. I think I would choose Hamp Faye to be the backup QB. Um over Noah Kim just because yeah, Kim just wasn't getting it done. I see just a lot of frustration, a lot of three and outs. Uh, but, yeah, there was a good converse, good uh, competition between those two. Hauser, yeah, I, honestly, you redshirt him. This, Yeah, there's no reason. You know, if, if you get into a blowout game early, you maybe let him come in in the fourth quarter. But other than that, I don't think he's ready right now. I know people are like, oh, but he's a lead 11 quarterback. He's not ready. And yeah, true, in high school, he's an Elite 11 quarterback, not true, college right True now. freshmen are very – it's rare that they can step in and do the, – the, the Trevor Lawrence's of the world are few and far between. No, that kid was so far I mean, developed when he got there. Spencer Rattler, it killed his career, playing yeah. way too early. I think you'll see a different quarterback at South Carolina when it comes to Rattler because there's the, the pressure's not there. No. When you come all. in as a true freshman, they expect you to walk on water. But, yeah, if it were me right now, I would think Hamp Fay is probably going to be the backup receivers. Uh, Jeremy Bernard, number four, I think there's going to be a lot of buzz around him, but I think he's going to end up being like Keon Coleman last year. Did he go to high school with Caton Hauser? He did go to high school with Caton Hauser. He was the reason why they got him uh, after signing day. That they got him after the initial signing day. Where was he going? Like Boise or something like that? He was going, no, Hauser was going to Boise. That's what it was. Okay. He was going to, let me look this up. He was headed to. I mean, but they had, yeah, high hopes for him coming in. Um, and uh, yeah, because he's from Henderson, Nevada. Yeah. And I got to look to see where he was headed to. But yeah, they got high hopes for him and hoping that he could kind of be the. the the Reed type uh, replacement down the line. And I think, yeah, Coleman, I don't know. I think if Coleman really dedicated himself to football, I think he could be very special. He was going to Washington. Washington. If, um, but he had a big drop late in the game when they were running those drills. He got open, just slipped and fell. And I think, it, you know, it was on a fourth down play. That, that would have cost you a game right there. I mean, it was. Do you that was think, big. as of right now, the the top three receivers for Michigan State are I'm going to read Trey Mosley, Trey Mosley, and is Kirkpatrick three, Christian Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, sorry, Fitzpatrick, uh, Christian had some big catches in this game. He's a big kid too. He's got the size. He's got the big. He and he had a couple of. He had a nice little double move uh, in the spring practice. He, you know, he holds on to the ball. Now he 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 was on the field a lot last year. They just didn't throw him the ball a ton, but he's a guy that I think 
can really help out Peyton Thorne, especially in the red zone. Because he's so big, you throw the ball up and just say, hey, go play catch. Because he's going to get one-on-one coverage, and he's going to be bigger. He's not going to draw the number one corner because that's going to go to Reed. And you still have to respect Reed for the fade, even though he isn't a towering figure out there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's kind of crazy. Usually you don't see the fade thrown to a smaller guy, but, boy, he does it so well. And that's and that's a different type of fade, too, where he's not – Thorne isn't throwing to a high point. He's throwing more to a point on the field. Right. More so to let him come up underneath the football. But, I mean, that's exciting. And, and did I also see – is Michigan State running another 92 or something like that that's playing tight end? No, same one. That's Hunt again? Yeah, Hunt's back. Okay. Hunt's I, back. I, I don't know why, but I have such a soft spot that my man's wearing 97 out there as a tight end. Well, yeah, he's, he was the guy that, if you remember, he threw the pass. Oh, yeah, that Thorne Indiana, caught against Indiana. Yeah, but uh, I think, I want to say, was he another one that kind of hit the portal for a second and decided he Maybe, was going to come back? Maybe, and then back? he decided to come back as a tight end. They're going to need him. Uh, Malik Carr was Tweaked something. Yeah, they said he, he, he wasn't there. Yeah, he he was there, but they just decided to leave him in the locker room. And Pretty he, smart. Yeah, he wasn't going to play. Uh, you know, you got uh, the the um, Barker, Daniel Barker, coming from from Illinois. He's a big kid too. Uh, he's the one that caught the game winning catch when Illinois beat and came back and beat Michigan State. Uh, when it was they were Michigan State was up like twenty eight to three, and then oh, they ended I up remember. losing. Yeah, it was him. Yeah. We were there together. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, what else? You got Jack Nickel, incoming freshman. He got there early from okay. Georgia. That's always good too. So I think with the tight ends, I think Carr is going to be that kind of that difference maker. Carr is a, more of a NFL type of kiddos. Yeah, I mean he's not you, Kyle Pitts, but it's that kind of player. You saw it late in the season. So, but yeah, offensively, uh, you know. It's, it really comes down to what's this offensive line going to do? Can they can they protect? So I, I love it. But now, uh, Rico, we also had to talk about just real quick. That was a huge recruiting day for him, too. It yeah. seemed like everybody and their brother, and when I mean everybody and their brother, I'm talking about multiple five stars that were there. That's not something I can remember for a long time, Rico. You know better than I do. They, but they haven't had anything like that. Uh, crazy. And, and listen, even if they don't get them, it's the fact that the running back from Texas was like, I believe this is a real quote. I, I don't know why I wouldn't, but he said something along the lines of, Mel Tucker's the king of East Lansing, and I could envision myself being yeah, the I, prince. Yeah, I could be the prince. And Yeah, he <laughs> – let me, let me pull up that. Other... Yeah, but he did say that, and it was Reuben Owens, and, and five-star he... guy. And he also – I mean, here's the, here's the thing that he also talked about that – I think gives Michigan State an advantage when the quote was uh, one of the guys from um, from one of the, uh, the the websites from Spartan Mag talked to him and he said he likes the fact that he looked out there and he saw Mel Tucker and his staff and he was like looking at uh, the amount of black coaches that Michigan State has made him feel very comfortable and he really he was like that was something you don't see at any other program so I do think that that's going to be another feather in Tucker's cap but you are right. They were there were a lot, and I'm like I'm looking and I'm like, geez. I mean, even if you land one of those big guys, that's huge. And, and you had Jordan Hall. He's a he's a top two fifty player from IMG Academy. 
You had uh, my man uh, Ida Enow, defensive end from Texas. You, you know, the Strayhorn kids, those kids. Yeah, Strayhorn's kids. But, yeah, Enow, he's sitting there talking with Golston on the sideline and, you know, just kind of picking his brain. You had a lot of guys there, whether it was 20, 20, I mean, was it was 23 or 24 guys, the year 2023 or 2024. They had a lot of guys. They had a lot of big-name players. Now, suppose the rumor has it that they have, they picked up three to four, at least three to four commitments. Now, the guys haven't publicly come out with them yet. There was one corner that committed. I think he was from, like, Florida as well. Yeah, there was one corner that did commit, but he was, he ironically enough, he was not at the game. He came the week before, and Pleasant. Yep. Uh, Pleasant, uh, I think it was Eddie Pleasant III. He came up the week before, and he had committed to them. And he was just waiting. He had one more visit. He went to Florida State last weekend, which – you know, was the school he had been waiting on, but I guess Michigan State had sold him the week before and he kept with his commitment. Man, I just, I like, you really thought, I really thought, maybe not you, that when Mark D'Antonio, the greatest coach I have seen in my lifetime, I'm 38 years old, when he walked away that it was going to be, oh boy, this is going to take a while. I never in my wildest dreams imagined that Mel Tucker Maybe I'm uh, I'm being a homer here, but I do feel like he's put Michigan State on the map for kids that normally wouldn't have even sniffed East Lansing. Well, yeah, because it's he's selling. <clears throat> listen, he's selling you what what he can do for you as a man, as a football player. It, I feel like he relates with these kids like no other. What he is selling you is the fact that if you could play, you're going to hit the field. Yeah. I don't care. And, and it's kind of what Alabama, that model that they have. I don't care what year you are, kid. If you can come in as a true freshman and you can take the job away from a senior, it's your job. Yeah. And I have no problems giving it to you. I'm not going to play the games with you. On the flip side, if you're not going to compete, I don't really have any place for you here. And there's the door. You can hit the portal. And we can move on. No harm, no foul. It just didn't work out here. But I think the fact of knowing you're not being lied to. Because a lot of people, oh, well, he's just lying to kids. No, he's not. He's actually being very honest. If you come in here and you get things done, you'll play. You look Once again, Chuck Brantley. They brought in a ton of corners last ton. year. And Ronald a, Williams, Alabama. And a true freshman that he recruited took a spot. Because you know what? When he went out there, I, I remember sitting there. I don't even remember what game it was. But I go to him. I'm like, this Brantley kid's trying to hurt every player he tackles. Yeah. Like, that kid is, is out there with aggression. And he went balls to the wall the entire time. And you're right. And, and it's just exciting, like I said. Because you never – listen, last year at this time when we were doing this podcast – if I would have been like, Rico, they're going to win 11 games or 10 games, whatever it was, and you would have said, all right. Right. Well, you know, I knew they were going to go over the three. Sure, yes. But, I mean, that was a given. And a but lot. now he's he's drawing players to the team. A lot of this comes from, especially on the defensive line, from uh, – Brandon from, Jordan. Yeah, Coach BT. Brandon Jordan, because players are seeing he's got pros flying to East Lansing, paying him to work – and help their game. I could get this for free every day for three to four years. What pros are traveling to get from this guy? It's why you got at the last second David Hicks 
five, David Hicks Jr., five-star defensive end coming from Texas. He popped up on his own dime to come to the spring game. It's why I said you got a guy like uh, Etta from another defensive end who yeah. I think is probably – he's probably one that I think Michigan State will get going to happen sometime this summer uh, and talking with the kid. It just depends on when he wants to end it all. I think he doesn't want to miss out on the whole experience of seeing other schools. Don't blame him. He's going to take official visits, but it would take a – it would take a phenomenal recruiting weekend to knock Michigan State out of the number one spot for this kid. Uh, Jelani Thurman, big tight end from uh, Georgia, four-star kid. He was at the game. He just put Michigan State in his top eight. He was liking it. I mean, it's one of those, yeah, son, we're going to need some tight ends soon, and you're a big guy. You can come in here. You know, he's 6'6". You can start from day one if you're our guy. Now, another name to keep out, keep a watch for, he was another last-second addition. Now, optics, this is going to be huge if they pull this off. Elliot Washington. Who's Elliot Washington? Elliot Washington's like a six-foot uh, DB. He can play corner, play safety. He's committed to a school already. But he found his way to get to Michigan State. He's committed to Alabama. Hmm. Oh, that is right. I've, he's, I've, he's committed I've to Alabama, but he does have some ties to Michigan State. Whereas uh, he was teammates with Chuck Brantley at his high school. Plus, uh, I think yeah, you know, he's also he knows some other former MSU players in Nehemiah Warwick and and that's right. Okay. So I expect him fully to flip his commitment from Alabama to come to Michigan State. So I, now, in the grand scheme of things, it's 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 Elon Musk dropping a hundred dollar bill. Right. Sure. He's but, not. Nick Saban's not going to miss this guy. Yeah. He's going to go out and re and replace him like that. But but it's the fact that the guy that owns DeLoreans coming in and even able to compete with it. You know what I right. mean? Like it's just. It's nice to see whether it all comes together and formulates a Big Ten championship. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But you have to, as a Michigan State fan, be happy. You have to be, as a Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State fan, a little concerned that, you know, little Sparty's nipping on your heels and he's really going after the guys that you want as well yeah. and getting them. So I, I think everything is positive right now in East Lansing. And just to talk about Brandon Jordan for a second, because you talked about him bringing in NFL guys. He's not bringing in fringe NFL guys no. either. He's bringing in the top DNs, defensive linemen in all of NFL. You have players like Rashawn Gary, mm -hmm. who went to Michigan happily coming to East Lansing to go work out. Right, so much so that, you know, Michigan fans are upset. Like, well, what are you doing there? He's like, guys, I'm trying to stay in the league. Yeah. He, and newsflash, have you seen Rashawn Gary in the league? He's not the same guy that played at Michigan. Absolutely. He's so much better. Yeah, when you get – listen, I, I've asked you many times about his, his qualifications and what it is, and uh, Spartan Network or whatever it is on YouTube put out a video of him and talking about – how, you know, Snacks Harrison found him. And right. He was a high school guy and saw a few of his videos and what he was doing. And then he starts working with Snacks. And now Snacks is telling his buddies. And, I mean, this is when Snacks was with the Giants. Right. He was at the top of his game. He was right. an all-pro player. 
And to see a high school coach that you're like, if he's doing that with high school kids, I couldn't imagine what he could do with, you know, me right. as a, as an NFL dude. And that's and that's huge. And, and, you know, I think it's fitting to end with that because that's where we started was on the defensive line right. and how important they are to this defense. Well, and another guy locally coming in, uh, keep an eye out for if you're a Spartan fan, is Jalen Thompson, defensive lineman coming from Cass Tech right here in the city of Detroit. You know, he's Thomas Wilcher is on on staff there. So they can get those kids. And now okay. they, yeah, starting with uh with Thompson, they can now recruit. They couldn't recruit last year, yeah, Cast Tech. But now they can go after Cast Tech kids. He's another one to watch. He's another one that I think, you know, you you may see something there. Uh also, real quick, Julius Marble went into the portal yesterday, uh, Michigan State big man. And I'll simply say this got a phone call right before the show, before 2 o'clock yesterday. This same guy told me, you know, we talked about it on this podcast. There was going to be a— You teased. You were like the end of a Marvel show, man. There's going to be a player that's going to go out the starting lineup. You know, out of respect, I did not want to say his name because people— Well, why don't you just say it? Because I'm not a dick. That's why. I mean, that's their choice to make that call. But I'll also say this now. May not be final. He could pull a Van Summeren, uh, Connor, Ma, Haywood. Connor Haywood, go to Aote, and withdraw his name. So not final, about 50-50. He may be back. And, oh, by the way, in case you didn't check uh, Joey Hauser's Instagram. Oh, he's looking for a roommate. He's looking for a roommate in East Lansing next year. Take that for what it's worth. Take oh, you, that for You don't data. think he's going to work at Jersey Giant? Uh, That's not what he's going God, for. I hope so. Maybe I can get some discounts there. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, the five-star zone. I do have a question. Yes. I do have a question. And if Michigan State wins eight games this year, is that disappointing to you? <sighs> yeah, it is. Okay. Eight, eight games would be disappointing because it means that you you didn't win probably some 50-50 games. You, you didn't go out there and you didn't beat uh, Michigan. You didn't beat Penn State. You probably didn't beat Wisconsin. So yep. and you probably, you know, didn't beat Ohio State. So, yeah, it means that you lost your bigger games of the year. Uh, for Michigan State, I, I would say pro- it depends on the games, too. If you if you lose a close one, it's heartbreaking. But I still look at the bar now for them as 9-10 wins. Yep, I agree. And, and, and that's the standard that you set. That's what comes with the $95 million. That's what comes with bringing in all of these players. Higher expectation. I don't feel bad about saying that. Yeah, I'd like to see them get at least 10 wins. I'd like to see them compete. I don't want to see them get blown out by Ohio State nope. earlier earlier in the year. I'd like to see them continue the success against Michigan. So, yeah, high expectations comes with the money and with the players that he brings in. So, eight games. Wouldn't have said this last year. I would. If you told me eight games, lock it in, book it, take it. You but know you what? showed us you could do more than that. You teased us. Now is the time. You know, chop and build and chop and build and chop. And uh, what a once wi- a wise man once told me, Rico, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, there it is. All right. I can't top Spider-Man. For Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone.